0: hi welcome to of delight another episode today and yes i know my voice is pretty rough i have been sick for a couple of days so um hopefully by next week i'll be back to my normal voice today's topic is fruition of promises god gives you and me a lot of promises or revelations things regarding your life my life it's can be through you know visions, dreams, verses, through people sagging to you. But what I have recently noticed is there are two different ways they come to fruition. One way is God not just tells you exactly what to do, He will tell you, like, you know, the end result, like this is what I want you to accomplish, and this is exactly how it will come to fruition. And this was a promise that you would read in Joshua 5, 13 to six twenty seven. This is the fall of Jericho. When Joshua is actually seeing a man and he's asking him, like, are you for us or for our enemies? And he says, neither. But that guy says, as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. So Joshua falls face down because the commander of the army of the Lord has come. For the Lord, he has not come for the people. So he doesn't say which side you are for or me, us or our enemies. And Joshua asks him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? And this is a very similar message to what Moses received at the burning bush. Take off your sandal for the place you are standing is holy. And then the Lord tells Joshua, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. He said, I already have. But this is how it's going to happen. March around the city once with all the arm and do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of Ram Hans in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast. on the trumpets then, he's saying that have the whole army give a loud shout. The wall of the city will collapse. You guys can go straight in. So the Lord is telling Joshua, I've given you Jericho. I am delivering you Jericho. But this is exactly how it's going to happen. Follow this and obey. Guess what? Joshua does it. He obeys, does that. And the same exact thing happens. Like exactly what the Lord said, right? This is one way for fruition. Another one, similar way where God exactly explains, hey, this is it. This is how you need to plan. Like the way is given. This is in Daniel, Daniel chapter 2 from verses like 24 to 49, where Daniel interprets the dream for Nebuchadnezzar. And there the king had a dream, right? And he wants to know the meaning and he's trying to like execute all the wise men. And then finally Daniel goes before him and he says, No wise man or magician, whoever can interpret what the king is asking. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. And he is showing you what is to come. So he talked about the bronze statue And then he's telling what it each means. This is a big picture dream, right? For all the generations to come. And he's interpreting that. He's saying that God of heaven has given you dominion and glory. After you, another kingdom will come. It will be inferior. And then there'll be a third kingdom. Whatever is supposed to happen and it's explained with clarity. And after you, they'll be less strong and then it'll become here. And then finally, if you see iron mixed with clay, the people will be a mixture and they will not remain united. And it is like so clearly explained. A similar dream is when Joseph interprets the Pharaoh's dream of like, you know, the seven cows, the skinny and the fat ones and the seven chaff and the full headed seed. That dream was interpreted, and he exactly knew what you what it meant, and actually devised and helped Pharaoh come up with a plan so the famine was handled. That was Joseph. So these are all this is like one way, all these three are examples of one way where God shows the end result, what is to come up, and this is how it's going to happen. He fills the in-between and people do it exactly. That is one way. And that way is good i would like to have that way in my life but that frustrates me a little because a lot of times when god gives you and me promises i don't get the in between i know the end results like god has promised something but how it is going to come to fruition i do not know i'm not given instruction or sometimes it reminds a mystery there are examples in the bible for that too let's go to genesis 17 here, God is telling Abraham, he's changing his name and then tells him, I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you, and me and your descendants, after you for the generations to come. And he says the whole land of Canaan where you now reside as a foreigner I'll give you as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you. This is such a comprehensive promise right. He's not just talking about Abraham but there are generations to come and he's actually saying to Abraham I'll make you a father of nations and kings will come from you. But there is no explanation of how that would happen. God did not give Abraham that. And also he was never told, yes, you are a foreigner now in Canaan, but your generations are going to possess it. But it was never told, like how this is going to happen in this promise. And that's okay. And that is something that's giving me hope, right? There are certain times when God shows the end result, the promise and then fills in the steps. Sometimes he doesn't. And similar thing, Joseph, the previous example we talked about, he knew exactly how to handle the famine from the dream and the end result like God gave, how to handle and like, you know, prepare for the famine and all that. The same Joseph when he was young, if you look in Genesis 37, he has a dream. He said, we are binding sheaves of grain out on the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright. While your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. He was given a vision of the future. It was way far in the future. What was to come. But he had no clue. At this point he probably didn't understand what it meant. All that meant is his brothers understood it better thinking. Are we going to be in servitude to you? The younger brother? And... Joseph himself did not know how there is not even an inkling of a chance of that happening where they were. Because by the Hebrew law and all that, he is so far behind. The oldest, like you know, there is a hierarchy. How was all these people going to actually go and bow down, including the oldest one who gets a double portion of inheritance, bow down to Joseph? He didn't. But it did happen sometimes god doesn't have to tell us how the in-between is going to happen but it takes faith and i believe that is exactly why abraham was called the father of faith and it is attributed to him as righteousness there are times in our life where god gives us god says this is his job and this is how we are going to get it maybe these are just examples i'm giving you but sometimes He tells you this is the promise, but he will not give you every single step in between or even explain it to you sometimes what it means and how it's going to come to fruition. And that's okay too. The balance of these, just like we saw Joseph when he was young, he didn't know what that vision probably in grand scale of things meant. But he understood the nuances. His brothers were going to be in servitude or like bow down to him in respect. How would that ever happen in the context he was living? I was no clue. There was no explanation. But at the same time, the same Joseph, later on in his life, explained to the king from the dream, hey, the famine is coming. That is the end result. But you need to be prepared for it. This is what the in-between means. You need to prepare in these seven years to get to a point where when actually this famine hits, you'll be able to handle it so you might go through different phases in life some phase you will know exactly which steps to take so god will guide you and there are the steps of faith we don't see it but he is there all the time guiding us it's just different circumstances of how the promises come to fruition but just don't doubt him we might not feel it we might not know it but he is there we don't know but he does And all we need to do is instead of relying on our own knowledge and wisdom, rely on him to guide us even when we don't know because he does. I hope this encourages you and I will talk to you next week. Bye.